الحمد لله حمدا كثيرا طيبا مباركا فيه كما يحب ربنا ويرضى أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلوات الله وسلامه عليه أما بعد يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون ثم أما بعد يا عباد الله بإذن الله تعالى we want to actually continue with a series of classes that we began some time ago and it was during the sessions that were particular to the sisters so likewise this year as every year we would like to take some time out to speak directly to our sisters for a number of reasons many of which are obvious and that is due to their extreme importance and their extremely important uh, status in society and because it is a must of all those who have sound intellects to show concern for our sisters because they are indeed our mothers, our grandmothers, our aunts, our nieces, our sisters, so on and so forth. We have to have a tremendous concern for them. And in particular, we want to look at the sister as a wife. Now, as a wife. And we want to look to some of those characteristics that are that are from the characteristics of good wives. Now I'm of a good wife. So we want to continue, and this is why you see part three there. Characteristics of a good wife, part three. Now We continue, we continue looking at some tremendous words of advice and some guidelines presented by the Fadila to Shaykh, Shaykh Abdul Razak bin Shaykh Abdul Muhsin Al-Abad Al-Badr, Hadhamullah Ta'ala. The Shaykh elsewhere he mentions tremendous words, a tremendous dua, and 
We have mentioned this before in the past, but due to its importance and due to the tremendous benefit that is contained therein, we would like to mention it again, inshallah ta'ala. And that is the Shaykh he mentions, addressing the sisters and speaking to them, he says, he mentions, he says that may Allah beautify, may Allah beautify your life, O oh sisters, with knowledge and with iman. May Allah beautify your life with knowledge and with iman. And beautify your time with obedience and ihsan, with obedience and doing deeds in the most outstanding and excellent of manners. And beautify your physical bodies with cover, with being covered by being covered and with shyness. By being covered and with shyness. Naam. And I want the sisters, inshallah ta'ala, to reflect upon this because that which was mentioned inside of this tremendous dua, then undoubtedly these are characteristics that a good wife will have. That undoubtedly these are characteristics that a good wife she will have. Naam. Alakulihal. Getting into what we want to look at today. Getting into what we want to look at today. The Shaykh he mentions, and this is and this is important, and I want to, I want to state that what we are mentioning here as relates to these characteristics of a good wife, these are also characteristics yani, that there's a crossover. Although the focus is on the sisters right now, you will find that these are things that the, even the man, the husband, Naami needs to pay close attention to. Even the husband needs to pay close attention to. But inshallah ta'ala, the focus now is on the sisters. The husband, they will have their focus in our next class, bithnilahi ta'ala, when we go over yani, some, some of the characteristics or from the characteristics of a good husband. Naam. The, the Shaykh says, ثُمَّ مِنْ صِفَاتِ الزَّوْجَةِ الصَّالِحَةِ And then, from the characteristics of a righteous and pious wife, is what? الحذر من الشيطان الرجيم Is that she has to beware, she has to take caution from the shaytan, the accursed shaytan. She has to take caution from the shaytan. Now, a person may understand now a little better the previous statement that these are things that are applicable to both the husband and the wife. Naam. They are applicable to both the husband and the wife. But each, they have to beware of the shaytan. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informs us about the shaytan. Allah ta'ala, He says, Inna shaytana lakum aduun. Allah Ta'ala, He says what means that verily the shaytan is unto you an enemy. So thus take him as an enemy. The shaytan, he is unto us an enemy. 
So therefore we are to take him as an enemy. Naam. So again, the shaitan, he is unto us what? An enemy. So therefore we should take him as a what? An enemy. Naam. We should take him and treat him like an enemy. Imam Sa'di, rahimahullah ta'ala, he mentions inside of his, of his tafsir, الشيطان الذي هو عدوكم في الحقيقة The shaytan, he is your enemy in reality. نعم. The shaytan, he is our true enemy. He is our enemy in reality. فاتخذوه عدوا So take him as an enemy. نعم. So therefore, take him as an enemy. Treat him as an enemy. أي لتكم منكم so, so that the enmity that you have for shaitan is on your mind. It stays on your mind. Don't forget it. Don't forget that he is an enemy. Don't forget that he is out to do you in. Don't forget that he is out to ruin the khair. Don't forget that he is out to destroy your happiness. Don't forget that he is out to destroy you. The shaitan, the shaitan, he is the enemy. والشيطان محمته في هذه الحياة الإفساد. The shaytan, his what is important for him, his mission, his concern, his agenda inside of this life is what is to cause corruption. The shaytan, his concern and his agenda is to do what? Is to cause what? Corruption. Naam. Corruption where? If Sadduddin. To cause corruption inside of the religion. Naam. To cause corruption inside of the religion. Well, if Sadduddin. And to cause corruption inside of the character. To cause corruption inside of the character. The Prophet ﷺ, he taught us what is the good character. And that which comes in the sunnah of Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, this will point us to what is a good character. But the shaitan, what does the shaitan he do? The shaitan he comes and he tries to beautify for us that which is contrary to the sunnah of Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Naam, that which is contrary to the sunnah of Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Naam, wa'iyadu billah. So it comes to corrupt the character. وَإِفْسَادُ مُعَامَلَةً And he come to corrupt and destroy the interactions. He comes to corrupt and to destroy the relationships. Naam. Now we're talking about the shaykh, he's, he's, he's talking to, to who? The wife. Talking about the, the characteristics of a good wife. So the relationship here, and we know this is not restricted to just the marital relationship, but the focus here is upon what? Is upon the relationship between the husband and the wife. The shaitani comes to do what? Destroy it. It doesn't come to help it, doesn't come to aid it, doesn't come to assist it, but it comes to destroy it. Well, if sad al-ishra, it comes to destroy the, the, yani the family life. And it comes to destroy and corrupt the brotherhood and the relationship between the brothers and the brotherhood and the sisterhood. And the destruction of everything that is good. 
and the destruction of everything that is good, the shaitan, he comes to destroy it. And every day, the shaitan, he does what? He sends out his minions. He sends out his soldiers. يرسل جنودا. He sends out his armies. لقيام بهذه مهمة to establish this what his objective. And and what is the objective of shaitan? Is to do what? Huh? What happened? Destroy. To cause destruction, right? To cause corruption. <laughs> All right. Thank you. تأمل تأمل معي. The Sheikh said, تأمل معي هذا الحديث. هو في صحيح مسلم. He said, reflect with me over this hadith, which is in صحيح مسلم. من حديث جابر بن عبد الله رضي الله تعالى عنه أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال إن إبليس he said, and reflect with me over this hadith which has been narrated on the authority of Jabir bin Abdullah that the Prophet وسلم, he said, verily the shaitan he puts his throne upon water. Uh, now just hearing that part, we're probably already familiar with the rest of the hadith, right? We heard it before, some of us. Huh? Heard it before, right? Like, he puts his throne upon the water. Then he sends out his saraya. He sends out his armies. Now he sends out his armies. For what? He sends out his armies for what reason? To do what? Huh? Cause destruction. To cause what? Separation. To cause what? Corruption. Right? To mess things up. I want you to pay attention to this. Because you see, as 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 wives, now I'm going to be talking to the women first and foremost. As wives, you have to understand that you have an individual out there who is trying to destroy your marriage. Now, this is the reality. The shaitan is trying to destroy your marriage. Every day he sends out his minions to do all kinds of foolishness. And from the objectives that they're trying to do is destroy your marriage. Now, so it's important for you in order to safeguard your marriage to do what? To know that you need to protect it from who? From the shaitan. Naam. And how do you do that? By seeking refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the shaitan. You do that by remembering that the shaitan, he's your enemy. Naam. That makes sense? Hmm? Make sense? Ah, uh, but... So he sends out his armies to make corruption. So he brings them and he draws them near unto him in accordance to the one of them who made the most fitna. According to the one of them who made the most corruption. Naam, according to the one of them who made what? The most corruption. Naam. One of his soldiers will come. He was saying, I did this and I did that. I did, I did this and I did that. And the shaitan, he will say to him, So you ain't do nothing. 
يكمل ساعات الليل سريرة اسمعي ما يدور نفر ثم يجيء أحدهم فيقول and then another one and he will come and he will say ما تركت حتى فرقت بينه وبين امرأته he will say I did not leave him alone I did not leave that man alone until I got him to divorce his wife now I want you to think about all the corruption that there is Right? This one come and say, I did this, I did that. Shaitan said, man, you ain't do nothing. Another one come, I did this, that. you ain't do nothing. This one come and say, I stayed on his neck. I stayed, yani, in, in the situation. I stayed upon him until I got him to divorce his wife. Then what happens? Uh, the Prophet goes on and he says that what? Then the shaitan, he draws this one close to him. He brings him near. Remember, the ones that get nearer to him is in according to the one who does the most evil, the one who does the most corruption, the one who causes the most destruction. So when this one says what he says, he got a man to divorce his wife, this one gets drawn near unto the shaitan, which is an indication that what? That what he did was the greatest... What? Corruption, greatest, greatest what? Destruction, the greatest, and he uh, fits now. Naam. Bye. Wayapur. Naama ant. And then he says, "You, how good are you? How good are you?" Naam. Fayal tazimu. So he draws, he brings them near, keeps them close. Naam. Hey, bumma in a sadri. And he brings them close, he keeps them like close to his chest. Keeps them close to his chest. And this was for the one who did what? He destroyed? What did he destroy? Huh? He destroyed the husband and the wife. He destroyed what? The marriage. He destroyed the marriage. Right? He destroyed the home. Now, how many of us, or in particular sisters, how many of you will take and be very concerned? Right? Because shayatleen, they come in human form as well. Sometimes you have shayatleen from humans. That shaytan or shaytan that comes and they try to destroy the marriage, the, the wife will be very vigilant and say, that, and say what? This woman tried to destroy our marriage. And you'll find I'll be the focus of her attention and her caution. Trying to safeguard this woman from interfering in their marriage. Trying to keep this woman away from what? Her husband. Right? Right or wrong? Likewise, flip side. If something was like that with the brother, it would be the same way. Trying to keep this, this man away. Keep him out of here. Get away from us. This is on the sofa. Now, but remember, you have an enemy, the shaitan, that he sees you, but you can't see him. Remember, you have an enemy that he sees you, but you don't see him. So this is why you'll find it stressed so much inside of the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ on so many different occasions that we are to seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the shaytan. Naam. That we are to seek refuge in Allah jalla wa'ala from the shaytan. There are many examples of this. One example, one example of this is before we have relations 
with our families, then it is from the sunnah to make dua. So the sunnah to make dua. Right? Bismillah. Allahumma jadnibna shaytan. Wajannib shaytan ma razaqatana. That oh Allah, Bismillah. Oh Allah, keep the shaytan away from us. And keep the shaytan away from that which you provide us with. Naam, making dua unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to, uh, to protect us from the shaytan. Naam, and this is before what? Before man lays down with his wife. Many examples. Many examples from the sunnah of Mustafa alayhi salatu wassalam where we are to seek refuge in Allah from the shaytan. Getting back to the hadith. So inside of this hadith, the crown and the, uh, what do you say, the prestige and everything, it went to that shaytan from the shayateen that destroyed the marriage between this man and his wife. So now, there is someone out to destroy your marriage sister, and that is the shaytan. There is someone out to destroy your marriage brother, and that is the shaytan. So that means that we have to be vigilant, and we have to stick to the guidance of the Prophet Wasallam as it relates to seeking refuge in him from the shaytan. Oh, you see refuge, excuse me. Seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the shaytan. وَهُنَا تَحْتَاجُ زَوْجَ الصَّالِحَا أَن تَتَفَقَّهُ فِي هَذَا الْبَابِ And from this standpoint, it becomes necessary for the righteous wife to have extremely good understanding as relates to this topic. To have extremely good understanding as relates to this topic. وَأَن تَعِيَ هَذِهِ الْحَقِيقَةِ وَكَذَلِكَ زَوْجُهَا And that they understand well and they comprehend well this reality. And they have a concern for this reality. Her and her husband, they have to understand this. And they have to be on their guard from the shaitan. They have to be on their guard from the plots of the shaitan. This shaitan who we cannot see him, but he sees us. He's invisible to us. We can't see him. Right? But he sees us. The jinn, they see us. The shaitan, they see us. Man. That shaitan who runs inside of the, the veins. Who, who runs inside of the veins. That one who he whispers, he gives his whispers and his evil suggestions. That one who he plots against us. That one who he schemes against us. All of that he's doing and you not even, you can't even see him. You can't see him. He puts inside your heart and inside her heart, whispers. He whispers to you and he whispers to her. He whispers to you and he whispers to her. He whispers to you and he whispers to her. He puts between you problems and difficulties. He tries to make between you enmity. 
The shaitan. Naam. I want you to reflect upon this. And I want you to remember this. The shaitan, he will try to entice you. He will try to enrage you. He will try to cause corruption between you and between your spouse. So it is incumbent that what? That we understanding this reality, we understanding how the shaitan will take a situation and try to inflate it, how he will take a situation and make it seem like it's more than what it is, like it's more severe than what it is, and so on and so forth. This is what the shaitan does. I want you to reflect. Have you ever in your life had an argument with somebody that was a heated argument that was yani subhanallah seemed the most at the time at the time of the argument seemed to be over the most yani uh, 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 severe of issues seemed to be over the most important of things and so on and so forth and you were so serious about it and it meant so much and 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 and, and, and. but then as time goes by time goes by and you and that person now talk about it and you reflect on it and you realize what we was arguing over what Huh? Nothing. Has that ever happened to you? Has that ever happened to you? Huh? And you say, subhanAllah, what was you so mad about? I don't know. Nothing. It turns out to be nothing because nothing meaning something so insignificant, you're like, subhanAllah, it's nothing. Right? The toast got burnt. Next thing you know, you're on the break of divorce. Why? <laughs> right? The shaitan. This is not to say that there may not be some underlying issues that are there. That's that's a topic for another time. You know what I'm saying? And then it blows over because the, the issues that were never addressed, grievances that were never articulated and so on and so forth, the person holding and holding and holding in. But the point that I want to take away from this, and I want you to take away from this, is that what? Is that it is the shaitan that utilizes these things as ammunition to cause these blow-ups. You understand? Because the shaitan, he whispers. The shaitan, he whispers. And the shaitan, he whispers. He tries to blow the situation up. So, as spouses who understand that we are under this attack, we have to do what? We have to show restraint. We ourselves, we have to show restraint. Now, and from that is that we have to remember to seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the shaitan. That makes sense? Huh? Now, we know ourselves, we know ourselves, but how often in the thick of the argument do we remember to seek refuge in Allah from shaitan? Now, I'm saying in the thick of the argument. Sometimes in the beginning, in the beginning, we might remember. Right? In the beginning, you might remember. Sometimes all the way at the end, after so much damage is done, we might remember. But I mean, in the thick of it, how many times do we remember to say, A'udhu Billahi Rajim. But this is something that we have to be mindful of because this is a, a yani, this is a weapon that is needed for us to preserve our marriages. Right? عن سليمان بن سرق قال عن authority of سليمان بن سرق he said استبر رجلان عند النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ونحن عنده جلوس سليمان رضي الله تعالى عنه he said that while we were with the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم while we were with the Prophet sitting, there were two men who start verbally abusing one another.
two men start verbally abusing one another while we were sitting with the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. وَأَحْدُهُمَا يَسُبُّ صَاحِبَهُ مُغْضَبًا فَقَدِحْ مَرَّ One of them was verbally abusing his, his, his counterpart, his brother so much, got him so mad that his face turned red. Got him so mad his face turned red. فَقَالِ النَّبِي صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ The Prophet صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ He said, إِنِّي لَا أَعْلَمُ كَلِمَةً لَوْ قَالَهَا لَذَهَبَ عَنْهُ مَا يَجِدُ لَوْ قَالَ أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم, he said that verily I know a statement that if he were to say it, that which, he, that, that which his widow would leave, that anger, it'll go away, it'll leave. Right? If he were to say, "A'udhu billah min al-shaytan al-rajim," if he were to say this, then the anger it'll go away. It'll go away. If he were to seek refuge in Allah from the accursed shaytan, then that anger will go away. Naam. فَقَالُوا الرَّجُلُ So those that were there in the presence, they they said unto the man, they said to him, "Ala tasma'u ma yaqul al-Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam." He said, don't you hear what the, what the Prophet Wasallam is saying? Huh? Don't you hear what the Prophet Wasallam is saying? Meaning, it's telling, this is an indication to him to what? You better listen to what the Prophet Wasallam is saying. You better, you better seek refuge in Allah from the shaytan. Naam. So the man, he said, Paul, inni less to be majnoon. Yeah? In other words, he said, I'm not crazy. Like, yeah, I heard it. I'm not crazy. Naam. Hadith rawahu Bukhari. The shahid, the takeaway from this is that what? Is that we have to, we have to remember to seek refuge in Allah from the shaytan. And in particular, when we become angry. And in particular, sister, when you become angry, seek refuge in Allah from the shaytan. Naam. Seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the evil. Naam. Shakal. من حميد رضي الله تعالى عنه قال قلت يا رسول الله علمني دعاء شكل بن حميد رضي الله تعالى عنه he said I said oh messenger of Allah teach me a dua teach me a supplication قال the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he said قل you say اللهم إني أعوذ بك من شر سمعي وَمَنْ شَرِّ بَصَرِ وَمَنْ شَرِّ لِسَانِ وَمَنْ شَرِّ قَلْبِ وَمَنْ شَرِّ مَنِيِّ أي فَرْجِ رواه أبو داود وصححه الألباني He said, O Messenger of Allah, teach me a, teach me a dua, teach me a supplication. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi said, you say, O Allah, verily I seek refuge in you from the evil of my hearing. And the evil of my sight, and from the evil of my tongue. Why am I saying this? Because these are the type of 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 of, of, of These are the type of supplications that we should be saying, inshallah Taala. These are the type of things that we should uh, beseech Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala to safeguard us from. Now I want you to reflect upon the meanings that come inside of this du'a and reflect upon the. Problems that take place between a wife and between the husband. O 
Allah, I seek refuge in you from the evil of my hearing, the evil of my sight, the evil of my tongue, the evil of my heart, and the evil of my fluids, my yani, meaning private parts. Meaning private parts, right? And that's what I like a better term. Uh, fluids. You, you get it, right? But this hadith has been collected by Abu Dawood and graded as authentic by Al-Albani. What I want to focus, want you to focus in on right here is remember how the shaitan tries to escalate a situation. Take something that's more escalated, blow it up into something that it don't need to be. But I want you to think, what is the greatest tool by way in which he uses to do this is what? The tongue. Because people, they don't watch what they be saying. Right? Now sister, I want you to remember. Now, from the characteristic of being a good wife is that what? Is that you're not reckless with your tongue. You just don't say things. You don't say things that you know is going to be hurtful. You don't say things that you know is going to cause an argument. You don't say things that you know is going to escalate an argument. That you don't say things that yani, will, 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 will be disrespectful or come across as disrespectful. Now, of course, the, the same goes for the man as well. The same goes for the husband as well. You don't say things that you know are going to be hurtful. You don't say things that you know may come across as being disrespectful or are genuinely disrespectful, so on and so forth. This goes for the man as well, right? But sister, because we're talking to you today, and brother, understand, flip side applies to you as well. Is that what? Is that you don't have to respond to everything. Now, there are going to be times where your counterpart is not going to take the advice. Your counterpart is not going to do what he should do in the moment. So now, does that give you ground to say, oh, okay, you said that, so I'm going to say this. No, somebody has to have the cooler head to diffuse the situation. Somebody has to remember, if everybody forgets, then what? You remember once you divorced? Now you in Idda, then you remember? Oh, subhanAllah. Now you want to talk about it now that you're in Idda, you want to talk about it? Huh? Or do you want to stop it from getting to that level? Or do you want to stop it from, from, from reaching that point? That makes sense? Huh? That makes sense? Now, of course, brothers and sisters, I, I'm really, and, I want, and, I, and I'm pausing now to say this, is that what? We're human beings. This is this is not no you know fairy tale, you know what I'm saying, Disney story. Cause that's from Shaitan. You see, that's from Shaitan. Naam. Because when you have these unrealistic expectations, this is what you're looking for, a fantasy. When you don't see the fantasy, oh I'm I got I gotta you know I gotta go find my fantasy. Right? There's no such thing as what they say, happily ever after. No, it's going to be problems. You're going to have your ups and the downs, your good days, your bad days. You're going to have days where you want to be around a person all day. You're going to have days where you don't want to see the person. But we have to learn that what? Not everything necessitates divorce. You understand? Shirat Amin, rahmatullah he mentioned, he said, divorce is like amputation. It's the, it's, it's the final, it's the final uh, medical treatment. Divorce is like what? Amputation. It's the final medical treatment. You don't go because you get a splinter in your finger and say, I got a splinter. Just chop, just chop that part right there off for me. You don't do that, do you? That's the last resort. 
even when it's gangrene and it's it smells nanny horrible, you still be trying to. You, it's got to be something we can do. There's there's no antibiotic on the on the planet that's gonna help. It got to be something. You really gotta chop it off. You understand? Divorce is even more detrimental upon you than what? They're chopping off your finger. Now, when you have to do it, then you have to do it. There's certain situations where you have to do it, and that's what you're supposed to do. But is that every situation? Right? Now, I want you to think about this. And I'm saying this because, in general, yeah, the people here, they have a horrible... And I don't mean here, like here, Yanni Queens, I'm saying. I don't mean that. I'm talking in general, the Americans, right? They have a horrible Yanni uh, divorce rate. It's horrible. And I don't mean the Americans like Kufar. Forget them. I ain't talking about them. Forget them. I mean the Muslims. I mean the Muslims. Ma'am? How many Muslims been married so many times? Now, of course, this will vary from demographic to demographic and so on and so forth. It's not as bad here as it is then to the end of it. But the point is, is that what? We have to exhibit and we have to display maturity. Not every single thing result in divorce. That's it. I'm done. Why? For what? Huh? That which helps to escalate a situation is what? Is the tongue. People feel, oh, I got to say, you said something, I'm going to say something. No, you don't have to say something. You have to learn to control yourself. If you're going to say something, then say, A'udhu billah min ash-shaytan rajim Seek refuge in Allah from the shaytan. Like the poet, he said, لَيْسَ لِكُلِّ قَوْلٍ جَوَابُ وَجَوَابُ مَا تَقْرَهُ سُكُوتُ Now, this is Yanni Ghali, man. It's not all the time. Sometimes you got to say what you got to say, and that's just the reality. But a lot of the times you find that what? Not every statement requires a response. And many times and often the response for what you don't like is just to be quiet. Right? Many times the response of what you don't like is just I'm not gonna say nothing. I'm gonna let that I'm gonna let that one go. It don't make sense for me to say something. Right? Why? Because you saying something is only going to do what? You tell me, what's it gonna do? Huh? It's gonna escalate. What's another way we can say it? it's gonna do what? Open the door for the shaitan. Open the door for What else is gonna do? Make it worse. It's going to make it worse. So what's the point of saying it? What's the benefit of saying it? Hmm? What's the benefit of saying it? There's no benefit of saying it. So because there's no benefit of saying it, because it's not going to make the situation better, because it's not going to de-escalate the situation, because it's not going to stop the argument, then you're better off doing what? Just don't say anything. Just don't say anything. Now... It is incumbent that we learn this level of maturity and to learn that that one that's going to be egging you on, no, say it. No, no, but you got to say it. No, don't hold this one in. You better say that. You better you better respond. It's who? Who is the one that eggs you on to that? It's who? Huh? It's a shaitan. It's a shaitan. Is a shaitan your friend? No. So why should you take his advice? Should you take his advice? Huh? Should you take his advice? Yes or no? No, why? Because he's your enemy. <laughs> right? It, it seems to be so simple. It, it, right or wrong? You don't take your enemy's advice. Your enemy is not your confidant. He is your enemy. 
So don't take the advice. Another poet, he said, إِحْفَظْ لِسَانَكَ أَيُّهَا الْإِنسَانُ لَا يَلَّغَنَّكَ إِنَّهُ ثُعْبَانُ وَكَمْ الْمُقَابِلِ مِنْ قَتِيرِ لِلِسَانِهِ كَانَتْ تَهَابُ لِقَاءَهُ السُّجْعَانُ He said, how, he said, safeguard your tongue, O you human being. Protect your tongue. Watch what you're saying. Watch what you say. Watch what you say, O human being. He said, don't get stung because verily your tongue is a snake. Verily your tongue is a snake. Don't get bit by your tongue. How many times we get bit by our own tongues? We say things that hurt us. Right? How many times we say things that end up being bad for us? We say things that end up ruining things for us. We hurt ourselves with what? With our own what? Huh? Tongues. He said, don't get stung, because verily your tongue is a snake. He said, how many graves are filled with people that got killed because of their tongue? Saying stuff that even the strong and brave ones was too scared to say. Now, even the strong, brave ones, they, 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 they weren't going to say that. But yet, graves are filled with people who what? Who just had to say it. Now reflect. He said, how many graves are filled with people that got killed because of their tongue? How many marriages is done because of the tongue? How many marriages? How many marriages are done because of the tongue? How many people get remarried after they had a blow up, got divorced, whatever, and then some time goes by and they get back together because they realize, subhanAllah. Right? Almost as if they're saying, what, we got divorced for no real reason. Whatever happened really didn't necessitate that. So let's do what? Let's try it again. You understand? Why go through all of that? Be patient. Watch your tongue. Watch what you're saying. Now, these things are of tremendous importance for the Muslim man and the Muslim wife. We have to watch our tongues. We have to watch what we say to each other. We have to have self-control because the shaitan, yes, the shaitan is trying to destroy your marriage. The Shaykh goes on, he mentions, he says, He said, so therefore you find the sunnah comes with things that will safeguard and protect us from the shaitan. He brings some examples. He brings some examples. It's not restricted, but it brings some examples. When we enter in our house, and when he's with his family, and when he's eating, and when he's mad, when he's mad, like the hadith we saw before, right? Right? But we have to. Be mindful of, 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 of our enemy, the shaitan. And from being mindful about our enemy is that we stay consistent upon the dua. We stay consistent upon the supplications. Now, and in particular, as, we, as relates to this particular topic, those supplications that protect us from the shaitan. Now, so from the characteristics of a good wife is that she will get concerned to these narrations and she will learn about these narrations. She will learn these 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 supplications and utilize them properly. Uh, now, likewise with the brother. Likewise with the brother. You got to do the same too. Now, and from these and from these, that I want you to I want you to think about this. Shaitan again. Shaitan is who? He's our what? He's our enemy. Is he our friend? Huh? 
No. Is he our ally? No. Is he our confidant? No. Does he want good for us? No. But rather he want to do what? He wants to do what? He wants to manipulate and misguide. Manipulate and misguide. What else? Huh? Destroy. What else? Corrupt. So on and so forth. He wants to destroy us. Naam. Think about this. An Jabir bin Abdullah radiyallahu ta'ala anhuma annahu sami'a an-nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam yaqul idha dakhala ar-rajul idha dakhala ar-rajul baytahu fadhakara Allah 'inda dukhulihi wa 'inda ta'amihi qala ash-shaytan la mabayta lakum wa la asha he said that when a man enters into his house, if he remembers Allah, if he enters into his house, and when he steps in his house, he says, Bismillah. When he goes in his house, he remembers Allah. And when he eats, he remembers Allah. Then the shaytan says, you have no residency for the night, and you have no dinner. You have no residency for the night, and you have no dinner. وَإِذَا دَخْلَ فَلَمْ يَذْكُرِ اللَّهِ عِنْدَ دَخُولِهِ قَالَ الشَّيْطَانِ أَدْرَقْتُكُمُ الْمَبِيدِ وَإِذَا لَمْ يَذْكُرِ اللَّهِ عِنْدَ طَعَامِ عِنْدَ طَعَامِهِ قَالَ أَدْرَقْتُكُمُ الْمَبِيدِ وَالْعَشَاءِ he said, but when the, when the, he said, but if the man goes into his house, or the individual goes into the house, and they don't say Bismillah, then the shaytan says, yani to the other shayateen, he says, you all have found residence. You all have found residence. And if you don't mention Allah by saying Bismillah, when you eat, then the shaytan says, Adaraktum. The ulama they point out, they point something out. They point something out. They say that in this narration, we understand what that the shaitan is telling a group, a group, right? How many? Allahu a'lam, but more than one is telling them what you have found a place to sleep for the night, and you have found dinner. So it's not just that one shayateen, or one shaytan, excuse me, is coming inside the house and eating with you, but it's what is shayateen, plural, coming inside your house and eating with you. If you do what? If you don't say what? When you enter, you're supposed to say what? Huh? Bismillah. When you eat, you're supposed to say what? Bismillah. If you go inside your house and you don't say Bismillah, then the shaitan tells them other shayateen, Allahu alam, how many they are, what? You all have found a place to rest for the night. Come on, y'all spend the night here. You, shaitan is who? Our enemy. He's your enemy. You want to give your enemy a place to sleep for the night? Huh? He's your enemy. If you don't say Bismillah, when you eat, what happens? The shayateen, they come and do what? Huh? They eat with you. You want you, you you want to feed your enemies? No. The point is, is that we understand this, so we have to be vigilant upon uh, and applying the Sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu as relates to these matters and these affairs that protect us from the Shaytan. We have to be vigilant. It's not just saying yes, we know Shaytan is an enemy. That's it. No, you have to apply, apply the Sunnah. Upon the Sunnah by making these supplications, so on and so forth. This is important because look, at the end of the affair, it's of no benefit for us to come and have the likes of these sittings 
just so we can say, I was there. I heard I was there. No. The point of this is that what is many things. From them, a reminder. From them, perhaps we learn something new. From them, to try to increase and enrich our understanding. For what purpose? For what reason? Why are we doing all this? Why are we sitting here? Why are we come here? For what? It's to do what? Huh? Huh? Nah, I'm to worship Allah, but you you on you on the right way. Nah, I'm to worship Allah, but that means what? Worshiping Allah means what? That we act. Nah, That we act upon what we learn. You have to act upon. May Allah increase us in knowledge. But the purpose of learning is to do what? Is to, is to act. Is to, is, is to put it into practice. Is to live in accordance to it. So these things are important. I don't want us to, to walk away and, to, yani, and then that's it. No, but rather I want you to walk away and feel encouraged now to go to the books of Hadith and go to those chapters which speak about yani, protecting uh, yani, uh, those, 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 those Hadith that, 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 that are supplications asking Allah to protect us from this and that. And in particular what the shaitan. Learn about these things. Now learn these things. The dua you say when you leave your house and the benefits that come along with that from the shayateen not bothering you leave your alone and so on and so forth. What you recite before you go to sleep. Naam. So on and so forth. I want you to walk away and this is your focus. Because from the characteristics of a good wife is that this is her focus. Is that what? Is that she is on a caution. She is on guard from the shaitan. So likewise, the care from the characteristics of a good husband is that he takes caution and he is on guard from the shaitan. This is just yani, a small reminder that I wanted to remind myself and you all with. Bismillahi ta'ala. And I encourage each and every one of you to continue to go and to spend some time with these supplications and to learn them, to go over them, the ones you already know, go over them again, review them, uh, teach them to the, your, your household and make sure that they are upon them. This is of extreme importance because all of us, we have to be on our guard from the shaitan. وأسأل الله تعالى أن يوفقني وإياكم أسأل الله تعالى أن يوفقني وإياكم لما يحبه ويرضاه وأن يجعلنا من من إذا أعطي شكر وضبطولي صبر وإذا أذنب استغفر فإن هؤلاء ثلاث عنوان السعادة وأن يجعلنا من الذين يستمعون قولا فيتبعون أحسنا فنتفي بهذا القدر وصلى وسلم على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين وجزاكم الله خيرا